Hello everyone, welcome to Liverpool Echoes Everton podcast with me, Greg O'Keefe, Phil Kirkbride and Tony Scott. Uh, no Gavin Buckland this week, but he'll be back on duty next week. And it's obviously been a free week for the Blues. They've been in, in, over in Dubai at their warm weather training camp. No game, unfortunately, this weekend. So we're looking ahead, I suppose, to Villa and Tuesday. But we'll start with, maybe surprising, maybe not, rumours this week that um, Ramiro Funes Mori is the subject of interest from several big clubs. Barcelona, one of them, inevitably, with one of our defenders, the uh, Barca are being linked. And, Phil, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because he's not even had a full season in the Premier League yet. Argentina International. There was a few mixed reports when he came over. The club spent a lot of money on a record signing for a defender. What have you made of him so far? I've been pleasantly surprised with, with Funes. I think, um, look, at, uh, as it stands, I think, you know, and I'm, I'm, hopefully this doesn't sound too harsh, but I think everybody would agree there's, there's a wobble in him every game. A yeah. moment of panic, maybe, you know, a slice clearance or a, or a, a swing and a miss. But that cannot detract from the fact that largely he's been very good. I think I think what I've really liked about him is his intensity and his defending. He's really good in the air, both boxes, by the way, and I think he's given us a threat going forward from set pieces if we can actually deliver them anywhere yeah, near yeah. the six-yard box, which is sometimes not as easy to achieve for Everton. But um, I just like his intensity. I think, look, he's still, he's, he's still a young defender in many respects. Yeah. 25, is he now? Um, but I think... I think the signs have been really positive. You know, as I said, he still has moments in the game. And yeah, definitely. Even at Bournemouth on Saturday, we're 2-0 up and he goes chasing balls that he doesn't need to. And, you know, but that's going to come with experience. That, that, those sort of mistakes, that positional sense is going to be drilled into him, you'd hope, over the coming seasons. But I've been really impressed and I think he's got, he's got pace, um, you know, enough pace for a centre-half. Yeah. Um, Left footed, which is obviously a big deal, isn't it? You know, he gives yeah. balance to, to to Everton's defense. And as I say, I I just really like his kind of he's got that competitive streak that you generally associate with South American players and particularly Argentinian yeah, yeah. players, and that kind of that fire in his belly. You know, look yeah. at the way he celebrates goals. And I yeah. think I, I've been really impressed with him. And look, he's he's got stuff to learn, and, and he's still a rough diamond, but. No, been very good, and you know, rumours are rumours, but you can understand why the clubs would would start looking at him. Yeah. So you're a scout, doesn't matter who for, and you're looking at Funes Mori. What are the good things you're writing down? What are the bad things? The bad things are highlights on three ways. I agree with Phil. That for me, the jury's still out on him a little bit. Don't forget, Everton paid top dollar for this lad. It's yeah. not a two or three million job. The double figures wasn't in the end the fee. So he, he has come at a cost. As he reminds me of a Joseph Yobo type of defender where he's just he's prone to that lapse of concentration or a swing at something and totally misses it and it could cost you. So going wrong, he settles in probably better than what I thought to be honest. But what I do like about him is it's his attributes in at the top end of the pitch. Where Everton have lacked for a for a centre half for years is since since Jordi Alesco left yeah. us. They, they've got no threat from set pieces. Yeah. Now, with you now's money, he, he looks every time he's going up, he's getting his head of things. He's a great price. We've seen him when we've, we've had a little better yeah. than ourselves. He's like 33 to 1. So you're getting good value for him. But I don't think the bookies have twigged onto him how good yeah. he is in the air. Yeah. So I, I, I do like him in the opposite side of it. Defensively, I'm unsure at the moment. The jury's still out on him for me. I think there's a big thing with Funes in that he's come into a club where the philosophy is we're playing out from the back and that's non-negotiable. I think early on, I think he was, he was a little bit uneasy with that, and I think he was, and I think he's still finding his way. You know, sometimes he gets the ball, 
and you can just tell from his body language he looks in two minds, doesn't he? Sometimes, but I think he's improving. But you know, I think you know, it's it's going to be a process with Funes Mori. He, he, look, he's, he's adapting to a new league, and he's only six, yeah. seven, eight months into it. So he can play from the back, though, can't yeah, he? He can. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not suggesting he's as comfortable as John Stones, but I've seen moments where he's slammed out at defence mm. and he's picked a nice pass. Yeah. I sometimes um, think he's second guessing himself though because probably maybe it's you know he's coming to a club where this is this is how we're playing and maybe sometimes he wants to just I'm just get rid of this yeah. but he's thinking no I've got to play I've got to pass so but do it'll you, come. Do you think he's told by obviously the coaches and the managers when he's getting obviously when he's getting the ball in his own area don't be hoofing it out. Look, I want you to start yeah, well, playing. Well, yeah, I, I don't think it's it's so much don't hoof it out. I think it's that his responsibility is not just a stopper. It's it's a play starter if you mm. like definitely yeah, yeah. Mm. 100% think he's getting told that because that's the yeah. whole philosophy of yeah. the coaching yeah. staff isn't it mm. yeah. but it's interesting when you both said he's good well I mean Phil said he's good in the air he obviously really is good in the air in terms of attacking set pieces and sometimes I see him with the really decisive well won headers defensively other times I get so frustrated because I'll see him completely miss time his jump mm. and an attacker will get a, a jump on him yeah. and he will, he will lose a header that you know, he really should win. I think he's a big tall lad, isn't he? Chelsea away was he just jumped in there. That was, that's, the game. that's the exact game I was, thinking, me, yeah, I was thinking about. And yeah. he's, he's not small, he's a big lad, do you yeah. know what I mean? He should be on Carson, he was beaten by Hulson, wasn't he, at Goodison? Yeah. Um, maybe maybe it's an experience thing, I don't know. But I think, generally speaking, I, I'm fairly comfortable with how he is in the air. Well, it's interesting, sorry, an interesting thing, if you, obviously Barcelona, if they're looking at him, we paid, what did we pay 9. for? 9.5. 9.5 yeah. million to double figures. If, we, if Everton did contemplate well, it's, that's a really good question I was just thinking what, that what would they be looking I think, for I almost think hear me out I almost think you can double that probably because I think Everton took a risk on him really Yeah. they've scouted him now I think there are a couple of other European clubs that are interested, interested yeah. yeah but Everton won, won the race for him if you like it's interesting though, I suspect you can be looking about 18 million for him after this season maybe because mm. it's funny you should say that the risk was all the intelligence we were getting during the during the transfer process, everybody was saying to, to me, Phil, to risk it's a risk of that money, you know, coming from South America, you know, you look mm. at Team McKayla, et cetera, et cetera. Doesn't always work out, but I think he's booking the trend. Do you it? think Barcelona are kind of bluffing these scouts if they're looking at Funes Mori when or perfectly well they're looking at John Stone? Could well be, you never know. obviously some intricate games are played in that regard. But as daft it not daft as maybe far-fetched it sounds, I wouldn't rule out a top European club looking at him mm. because of those attributes that we've suggested. Mm. To me, he looks actually looks like someone who'd look more comfortable in La Liga yeah. or Serie A than he actually does in the Premier League. Yeah. And I think he'll get more and more comfortable in the Premier League. I think he's only going to get better. He's not going to go backwards. Mm. Uh, good age. Maybe they'll see a season or two in the Premier League as being his perfect then. I mean, don't forget PK when he played at United. Yeah. He then went and became one of the world's best defenders in La Liga. Maybe they'll look at like that. I think interesting you should say the PK one. What I found in English football is that you'll see a lot of set pieces more than any other, in any other league, and you'll see crosses in the box where a few knows what he struggles on, yeah. where he won't get that as such in uh, in your La Liga as well. He won't be. He won't be like a West Brom game. He won't get that. No, it's not going to happen, is it? So we eat all the children. They just lump balls in the box. Don't they? So but they'll know yeah. if they go in the Champions League, he can, pl- he can play against teams who yeah. deliver that. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how many players have moved from the Premier League to La Liga in terms of defence. Because Atletico have got Savage, who was at City and didn't get looking. And oh, he, plays, yeah. he plays every week. Yeah, now. he does, doesn't he? Yeah. So I think, you know, you know Simeone's not taking a defender if he can't. 
can't hit the ball, is he? You know, exactly, yeah. I'll tell you what he can do as well, which we've not mentioned. It's it's a dying art, or or is it? We've discussed. He's a good tackler. He is, he's a yeah. good ball winner. He's full blooded, but more often than not, he wins the ball very cleanly. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's where he is full bloodedness, and I really like that intensity. Yeah. But that's maybe where he's just got to refine his game over the next couple of seasons yeah. because sometimes he does get a rush of blood to the head, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. Like a ball. Like I said, he was. I think I think Oviedo had pressed, had gone forward, and we'd lost the ball, and I think maybe they had Joshua King on the right, and he got it. And I'm just thinking to Funes, just hold your position because he's not going anywhere. He's not going to do any damage from 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 right wing, right on the touchline. But he goes out and then realizes, oh, I've got to have to get back here. And then all of a sudden, the gap between him and Jags is huge. Yeah. Nothing came of it, but mm. you could see how we could have developed into something something worse. I'm a bit surprised he hasn't been sent off yet. To tell you the truth, <laughs> I think he probably will end up at some point. Yeah, only. Yeah, he probably will. To be honest, but booked for celebrating in the crowd twice or something. No, <laughs> <laughs> loves it. He's, he's got the best celebration of the Everton place, if you ask me. Look, the, the heart, heart yeah, hands. He just absolutely looks like going to burst a blood vessel every time. <laughs> you can tell the fans were warming to him as well. You know, unfortunately, it was bookended badly, wasn't it? But mm. Chelsea away exactly, when he dived yeah. into the crowd and he whipped his bandage off. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, my theory about that. I think he might have gone. He might have been a bit more yeah. clean to win that header in the end if if he'd had his bandage on. But and don't forget as well when we when we reflect on Funes' his first season. How vital in the derby was that tackle? Was it? Was it who went through? Was it Sturridge went through late on. Sturridge yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. He got in between Jags and Murray, and the ball, yeah, and he was, was clean through. And Murray, you backed his pace. <laughs> and I tell you what, and on that free kick, that it was taken quickly, miles away from where it should have been, and it caught yeah. Everton. Caught yeah. Everton by surprise, yeah. halfway up the field. And that's when, as I said, you, you were spot on there. What you're saying, but give credit to where his due. Roberto Martinez found him. It looks like he's got a little bit of a gem this week, Greg. Roberto, he massive praise on James McCarthy from, yeah. from a defensive Loads perspective. Of praise from, yeah, yeah. Is it is it just a fight? It's really interesting, isn't it? Because I think essentially all three of us are signed up members of the James McCarthy fan club. Mm. I don't think there's any debate about that. However, this season, what I've noticed about him is whereas Mohamed Besic is all James is, I think Besic is a little bit more in that for me at the moment. He'll get for he'll pick a forward pass and he'll be keen. To, he'll see an opening and he'll play and he'll go forward. And the only slight limitation, whether it's a limitation in that he's a bit unsure himself, a bit insecure about doing it or he can't do it, is for me McCarthy just goes sideways and backwards too often. And I wonder if it's just a little bit of a difference in ability playing the ball forward. Now, I still really rate McCarthy, but if they're both fit that it gets interesting to who starts. Amanez seems hell-bent on always playing Gareth Barry, which I understand, and another, even in games when he arguably doesn't need. If they're all fit, I'm tempted, especially against the better teams, if they're all fit, I'm playing three across the midfield. I'm playing all three of them. What, Bessic, McCarthy and Barry? Yeah, or a, or a variation with Cleverly in there. I just think that's whenever I, see I wouldn't actually mind that as def- as much as some people go. Oh, it's so defensive. Team. I don't think because best for me he's that good. Sometimes he's not necessarily a defensive player. If if you've got Barry and McCarthy, mm. Bessic can almost play. Yeah, a fair bit. For I goal. think it depends on if you're at home or away. Yeah, because I think at Goodison, there's no call for James McCarthy and Gareth Barry to to play together. If I make he just he just isn't. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think, I think, well, Everton's, I think Everton's most positive result this season at at Goodison Park was against Manchester City in the cup. 
We beat them 2-1. Yeah. Mo Bessic was the best player on the pitch. Well, he offered you something going forward where Gareth Barry knew his defensive role. And Mo Bessic was so, so advanced, yeah. pushing forward, aggressive. Something that we just haven't seen from James McCarthy since his first season at Everton. Now, I don't know if that's due to injuries or the manager's telling him so forth. I just... I haven't seen the James McCarthy from what we've seen the first season. No, I'd like to think I'm wrong in that I hope that McCarthy hasn't got limitations. I like to think that he can pass it forward and he, he can. We've seen him, he scored the odd goal. He's like a ball, can't he? Yeah, but he strikes me as someone who either doesn't have the confidence to break out of the shackles of what he's told to do. I think he's got a very specific job that Martinez has given him yeah. and he's always done it. He's done it at Wigan and Martinez paid 13 million quid for him and I think McCarthy is very close to the manager and will do exactly as he's told which is obviously a good thing if you're Roberto Martinez but I wonder if he sacrifices a bit of his other attributes to his game and in fact they've got a bit rusty because he's so busy covering all that ground you know, doing all that legwork around that area of the pitch but often, as much as I love Gareth Barry doing all Gareth Barry's running as mm, well Yeah. whereas Bessic just seems to be is he is he that much? Is he just such a good player that he looks like he can do all that and more? I, don't I know. think that McCarthy's a better defender than Besic. Don't get me wrong, Besic is, is quality, and we've seen that especially yeah. against City. I think Besic is kind of that hybrid between Barry and McCarthy. Isn't that, he? Yeah, he is actually. That's, that's what I, th- yeah, yeah. I think he is. Yeah. Um, with yeah. a bit more forward, yeah. Yeah. sort of nous about him. But yeah. true. I mean, God, what a hybrid that that is. Then well, that's maybe you know what a player when, that you know, is. when Martinez has spoken about eventually having to replace Gareth Barry and yeah. he said, you know, we're going to have to change the way we play. I don't know whether he's now looked at Besic. That was the inkling I got when he signed him, that he felt Besic could become that player. You yeah, know, yeah. you imagine a future where Ross drops in as a number eight, you're playing them two beside each other. Yeah. I don't know, does that work? Interesting. I don't know. It, at the it, moment it doesn't work, does it, if you think know, about it? But. I, as I said, well, half on to at the start, I said it all depends on, if ever away from home, I think Roberto Martins has cracked it with your James McCarthy and you got to buy. Yeah, it's at home is where we're struggling and there's, for me, there's just no call for it, I think, and what you should do, if, if Mo Besic is fit, Mo Besic, is, is, he's got to start ahead of James McCarthy. Maybe, yeah, well, maybe, that's, maybe this is a good problem, you know, mm-hmm. strength in depth, you know, yeah. we all want it and maybe that's, when he's fit, maybe that's what we'll find. Against, against, if, in inverted commas, US Broms, you know, teams that we know are going to be more defensive. Maybe he will say, look, James, I don't need you today. I'm going to play Mo. He can do the covering for Gareth, yeah. but he's going to give it a little bit more going forward. But that's good, isn't it? That's yeah. you know, that's what you want. You've yeah. got options. And I think we've got more options now than we've had in a long time. Certainly, yeah. you're right. And I just think against your West Broms, you'll sit deep. When James gets the ball with space ahead of him, if it's not going sideways or backwards, it's going out to a Coleman who's overlapping. And invariably, they're going to deliver a cross. Nine times out of ten, West Brom will just eat them crossing mm. them all day. Whereas if you've got a moat message, he might put his foot on it, take it past the player. Yeah. And he yeah, might, yeah. he doesn't always do it, but he yeah, might definitely. just play a little defence split and pass. Mm. You're not relying on crossing into the box, which most Premier League teams will just defend mm. all day, won't they? Yeah. I agree with you there because I, I haven't seen that of James McCarthy. He hasn't, I, I don't, don't think, think I've ever seen. I don't, I don't think, think he's, he's got that in his locker. I don't think he's that player. Is no, he? I don't think he's got that in his locker. So, I think that's the. I think that's the main difference for me. Going forward, I think Mo Besic is just a far, a far better player. But interestingly, I found an interesting debate this week on the subject of Ross Barkley. Now a lot of fans, obviously, Ross Barkley's been outstanding for Everton this season. No two ways about it. A lot of fans are trying to get on and clamour up for him to be the next Everton captain. 
Now, for me, I don't see it. I, I don't see Ross as an Everton captain. You guys, your thoughts? Not the moment, Depends no. you wanting a captain. Yeah, not, not the moment for me. Um, can you see where fans are coming from? Where they were? I, I think they're just clinging on to he's one of our own, yeah, and he, can he, he's been carrying yeah. Evan for large parts yeah. of the season. But you see him as captain Listen, material. I, I, do, me, I, I think at the moment, I think you've already seen a, a huge surge in maturity mm. from him from last season. And his little things, just like we noticed when he was speaking to TV cameras straight after the Bournemouth game, he was more articulate. He was more comfortable. He's growing into himself a lot more. You forget his age. Is he ready to be a captain now? For me, no chance. Could he be in a couple of seasons? Absolutely could be. If he develops a bit more of his talk on the pitch. I mean, you can lead by example, but you invariably think to Steven Gerrard, don't you? He's some way off that, I think, to be honest. I think what Evertonians are clinging on to, the seeing. I think they're just seeing he's a local lad, he's mm. an important part of the pitch. Yeah. He drives forward, he surges, he can be very dynamic, and they're thinking, I think they're putting two and two together and, and making six, really, by saying, oh, he should be the captain, in my it's, opinion. It, it, you could totally understand it, it's a very romantic line, isn't it? The boyhood blue leading his team. Yeah. And you know what, it'd be great, but I agree with you, Greg and Tony. I think that he's got broad shoulders, Ross, and he deals with a lot. And he's, that's last season, and, you know, massive credit to him what he came through. I don't think he needs that burden, that extra burden of being the captain. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure if you offered it to yeah. him, he'd be like, absolutely, yeah. I'd take it. I don't think he needs it. I think he just needs to be left to do his absolutely. thing. Absolutely. If you imagine at the moment thrusting that extra responsibility onto him, because it's not just what you see on the pitch, pulling the armband on. There's so much more. There's a little bit of organisational duties they've got to do in and around the club. Leading parts of leading training sometimes in terms of organising everyone else, speaking to the senior pros in, in a manner of you're above them. Absolutely. Mm, you're asking yeah. too much of Ross to do that at the moment. He's coming into himself so much, he's probably 10 times more confident than he was last season, the season before. But he's not at the stage where he, he's bowling out Jaggy Elka yeah. or telling Gareth Barry, you were late for training, yeah, for example, yeah. you'll do it again, you're getting mm. fined. Mm. They, all those little things are part of a captain's remit at some clubs. Yeah. It's behind the scenes as well. Yeah, you're asking you too much, I think, that, of, yeah. at the moment of Ross. I mean, hypothetically, you might not agree, just put it out there, does his position on the pitch matter? Is he too far advanced to be a captain who, at crucial moments in the game, has to be in and around Possibly. more players? I yeah. mean, I don't know. It's, they're I mean, normally, they're normally midfielders, like yeah. proper centre midfielders, or defenders, yeah. captains, aren't they? So, be no. I mean, look, we, we spoke about Gerard. I mean, when he played with Torres, he played more advanced mm. and was still skipper, but largely he was captain from the middle mm. of the park, wasn't he? I don't know, maybe it's just... A... I think, we're obviously, we're only, this has only come to fruition because of how good of a season Ross is having, isn't it? That's, that, that's the only yeah. call for, really. But leading on to next, Greg, it's Aston Villa for Everton. Yeah. Your thoughts on, which poss possibly could be Everton's last time at Villa Park for a long, long while, by the looks of it? It's scary in a way, isn't it? Because I haven't got any massive affection for Villa, but equally I've got no particular dislike for them. What I do have is respect for the, the club mm. and their longevity in the top flight, same as Everton. It's, it's most played fiction. The, is it Premier top, top flight? Top flight, top flight, in top flight history, yeah. yeah. And the very prospect of them dropping out were there but for the grace of God over the years. You know, We've been there when mm. you're clinging on. What you've seen in Everton over the years, I'm talking about your, you know, your Wimbledons, um, so on and so forth, Coventry. I mean, we were lucky that season. Yeah. But there's always a little bit of a fight, a little bit of hope, a little bit of a sign that this they're not going to go down sort of mm. without kicking and screaming. Villa, for me, look like they're just sliding down. It looks to me like they're down already sometimes. Now, 
maybe less got someone could bit about and bit of fight, but it's scary to think that they could be a championship club. It can happen. No club is too big to go down, are they? Well, I don't know if you've read or heard what Remy Gard said this week. Basically, just just calling out the players who he says haven't put it in in training. He said if I had more options and different players, that I wouldn't be picking these. Scary, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, we we all watched most of them against Liverpool and that was not even a championship team mm. was it that's a league one team getting taken apart by an average Premier League well, yeah, team except you'd get more effort and fight out of a league See, one team my, my opinion on Villa at the moment is that obviously they're sliding they're, they're gone for me they're gone but I fear if they go down to the championship yeah, yeah. They'll, they, they could drop Leeds, a game Leeds, quite, quite easily Port, yeah. but they could go again then True. because I look at them and at the moment and I'm looking at the top end of the championship and you go Middlesbrough's Derby's and you can easily see Middlesbrough and Derby going to Villa Park and beating them. Yeah. So you can see Villa on the slide. I have some sympathy for Aston Villa. They're a massive club, massive club, big fan base, traditional football grounds. I've got a lot of sympathy for them. But Everton have got, they've got no sympathy for them. On Tuesday, they've got to go there and get results, haven't Absolutely. Yeah. It's probably not one to go into now. No doubt it'll be a talking point for the future. But a little bit of a, I wouldn't say in any way frightening, but... They've had the own the new owner, the American yeah. as it happens, that Everton have been crying out for for a long time. It, it's not galvanised them, has it? Ultimately, I don't think he's been necessarily been a bad owner, Randy Lerner. To be fair, he's put a lot, spent, a lot of money. He spent a lot of money under Martin O'Neill, didn't he? Yeah. Um, in trying to sort of, not bankroll, but really kind of push that Champions League dream and they just couldn't quite break into that ceiling. But then you would look at post-Martin O'Neill and the, the appointments they've made mm-hmm. and it's not been very McLeish, good. Lambert. Houllier. You know, Sherwood was a gamble, effectively. You know, a promising young coach, but not really proven. And they've got Remy Garden, and it's not—he's not managed to turn it round. And you look at the players that they've signed, and and you know, reports this week that Adama Traore's deal was would get him up to ninety grand a week if he stays. And it's just like something has gone badly wrong, hasn't it? Mm. And it started very promisingly under Lerner, but he's had the club up for sale for a long time now, hasn't he? Yeah. And he, he clearly wants out. So. Yeah, I'll give Martinez his due. Sorry, just quickly on Adama Traore. He was. This is where you know Martin has his links with Barcelona, and, and we all know he's obsessed with Barcelona in many ways. But he's got a really good kind of understanding and grasp of their their setup and the players that you want to take from the players that you don't. He, from day day one, he wanted Dale Lefeu. Evan were linked constantly with Traore, and Martinez was always like, mm, you know what, he's not for us. Well, what happened was he he was very he was almost insistent that they were going to push through the summer just gone. And then in the second half of the season, playing for Barcelona B, effectively the theory is Traore just didn't fancy it. Mm. You know, they were in trouble in the league and he didn't sort of knuckle down, so to speak. And Martinez said, nah, not, not anymore. Yeah. Not anymore. Which is, which is heartening the fact that he, he, he still emphasises a kind of work rate and a character, not just talent, because he's a talented boy. But yeah. well, no surprise that he then goes to Villa and doesn't want to know there. Mm. Yeah, he's injured at the minute, isn't he, as well? So. So for me, when Everton go there on Tuesday, we do. Uh, I know Sanji, you just got to win the game, but a lot of clubs are going to Aston Villa at the moment and giving them an hiding. Mm. And what Everton did have going for them was a massive goal difference, and it's slowly just creeping down. Liverpool went there last week, and I associate Everton as closely with their match with Liverpool at the moment in the league, three, six points, yeah. whatever it is. Liverpool went there and got six past them, could have been double figures. Everton have got to go there. And in my opinion, they've got a better attack than Liverpool. They've got Delefeu, Lennon, Ross, Lukaku, Morales. You've got attacking players everywhere. They've got to be giving Villa an absolute hide and yeah. bumping that goal difference up, surely. My, my fear is that you'll get <laughs> pessimistic, I know, 
you'll get a bit of a response from Villa. Surely they've got to get a response at some point. And I can't see it being as easy to go and absolutely leather them as it was for Liverpool. They won't be as bad as they were against Liverpool. But they've been that bad for Liverpool. Not that bad, though. They were awful that day, weren't they? I thought they were bad at Goodison, but they were... They were worse against Liverpool. They must be if we beat them. (laughs) (laughs) But that was was rock-bottom Villa, surely. I think he's he's trying to... Pod and proke them, isn't he? What you're saying this week, guard. But if they're not good enough, oh, Phil, no, they're, they're not, not good enough. No, they're not good enough. But I think I don't expect them to sort of lie down as much as they did against Liverpool. Do you think the obviously the discussions of Aston Villa fans walking out during the game? Mm. Surely that's going to affect the Aston Villa players yeah, and already yeah. on seven. Well, to get a that's what I mean about that. It, for me and and you as well, they're almost gone because they're sucked into this vicious circle of ultimately relegation. Because the fans obviously. I either don't want to know or want to vent their anger and it's it's going it's going nowhere. But do we throw in the predictions? Obviously we will probably won't podcast again until after the villa game. So so Evan have got to st- he's gotta be looking at four or five against Villa. Villa are the of wa- the worst team in the league. Worst team in the league. Everton are so good away from home as we've all seen this season. Boss hands be- on them. Yeah. A few quid in the back pocket yeah, exactly. winning at Maidan. Uh, yeah. If they followed your tip. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Um, both got four or five favourites winning at Maidan so if they're favourite backers they'll be quids in yeah. um, I think it's four or five four or five for Everton it's got to be everyone else has given them an item and we've got arguably a better attacking outlet than anybody in the league so yeah four or five for me Phil I think Russell have a field day because I don't think they'll pick him up in between the lines don't think they've got enough discipline or organisation and I think we'll win 3-0 I, I'm Misery, sorry. I I think we'll win. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it'll be that conclusive. I reckon it'll be about... Two, I'm going to go 2-0. 2-0. I'm going to say 2-1, but... No, nah, I mean... A clean sheet. I, th- yeah. I think, sorry, Aston Villa's leading scores, like someone like Scott Sinclair with two, oh, two or three goals. Yeah. And I yeah. think he hasn't scored since September. Doesn't always get a game so either. You, so you're looking at them and you're going... Why are Evan only winning 2-1? They, they've got to be looking for some fives. No, you've got to be looking for that, but yeah. I, I can't see them being as bad as they were against Liverpool. Anyway, I hope I'm wrong and these two are very much right. Thanks very much for listening. And like I say, we'll probably be podcasting again next Wednesday after what is hopefully going to be a resounding win. Thanks very much. Ben jij prijsbewust? Nu extra MB's bij Mijn Sim Only. Voor 12,50 per maand, onbeperkte minuten of sms'jes en 3500 MB 4G internet tijdens de Ben Prijsbewust Weken. Kijk op ben.nl.